Welcome to the Freedom Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Duggar. Now, I want you to think for a moment about the future. At any age, you need to think about whether or not life would be sustainable for you with your current finances. Now, that doesn't mean if you're getting up there in years that things can't change. In fact, my guest today has had the experience of being broke at age 50. And most people would have big concerns at that point in life. However, he went from being broke at age 50 to a multimillionaire after learning the three secrets of the wealthy, despite failing high school math. Uh, my guest today is Rennie Gabriel. After two divorces and a business failure, being broke at age 50, made it to through that period of time to becoming a multimillionaire. And now he is a TEDx speaker and he donates 100% of the profits that he makes from his books and online programs to Rescue Dogs and Soldiers. And his award-winning best-selling book, Wealth on Any Income, has been translated into eight languages. So I welcome you today, Ronnie. Thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you, Zach. It's my pleasure to be here. We figured out the technical difficulties. Yes, thank you for bearing with me during that time. So if anybody was trying to watch this live, um, well, hopefully you're still there and available and otherwise you're catching it on the replay. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's step back a little bit. I usually like to start by asking, how did you get engaged in entrepreneurship and what kind of ventures were you involved with at the front end of that journey? Um, well, it, it started all the way back in college. Um, okay. I uh, was working as a cashier for Safeway. So I had a, a regular job while I was in college. And um, I was in a PE major. So, you know, you make a lot of money as a PE teacher. And yeah. An art minor. So you can even make more money as an artist, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, um, I, I found an ad, I think, in the campus magazine or bulletin or whatever for someone to teach art in convalescent hospitals as a okay. 1099 kind of person yep so i was an independent contractor and i made more money from teaching art to people confined to convalescent hospitals than i was making as a cashier for safeway grocery stores okay yep. so I thought, yep. yeah this is kind of cool Right. Um, when I graduated college, I went into sales. Um, I went into the financial industry because I figured that would be around longer than selling gadgets or gimmicks. Sure. And yeah. I was pretty much self-employed starting in my 20s. So I really haven't okay. known anything else. Okay. All right. I shouldn't say that. I was an employee for three months. Yeah. Uh, well, for a short time as a school teacher, again, didn't make much money. Uh, and then yeah. as the director of pensions for an insurance company, that was my three month job. I had a car, I had an assistant. Okay. Um, yep. But then they merged and it was gone. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So you went from early in your uh, 20s to age 50. You had different experiences during this time. And you must have had some successes during this time as well as some challenges that we gave the prelude to already. Um, 
talk about some highlights during that time, some things that were going really well. You, you betcha. And I just saw Michelle Joy join the call. That's so cool. I, you know, people I've known for many years. Um, so one of the highlights, actually, um, I would say, was when I had a pension administration company. I had two yep. partners. Um, it it was successful. We sold it off to a public company. Okay. Um, and then here's one of the things that I noticed. And I created an expression called wealth creation is a team sport, not a solo sport. Or yes. quote, whatever you want to call it. Right. Because I noticed in the pension company, I had two partners. It grew very well. We sold it off to a public company and made money. Yep. I had no gallery business. I was by myself. I had no partners. And that took me to near bankruptcy. Okay. Uh, when the economy soured. Yeah. Um, I noticed when I looked over my past at age 50 that businesses I was in by myself were not very successful, but businesses where I had partners, even if we didn't always get along, yep. they grew much better. And okay. the last one at age 50, I had a realtor as a partner. My wife was a partner. Yep. And we went from a three-unit purchase of a, a little apartment building. We added 47 more units within five years. Yep. I had to borrow money to make purchases with them. So one of my conversations is that you debt can help you create wealth. Sure. And the bottom line is, you know, wealth creation is a team sport, not a solo sport. And yeah. so from age 50 to 53, I just worked and saved money and made that first purchase at age 53 and, you know, dozens more units after that over the next yeah. five years. Okay. So before you started in that real estate venture at age 50, uh, you had gotten to a point where you had experienced two divorces and business failure. Now the business failure, were you referring to that art business? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Okay. So how do you climb to out of a place where at least for some people, when they experience failures or they experience uh, those changes in relationships, they, they get to that depth of a depressed mood. How do you change that mindset to move forward into something where you're able to find a new success uh that also goes back to the quote of wealth creation is a team sport relationships okay. are a team sport business yeah. growth is a team sport and you name it nothing of success is achieved very well by when someone is doing it by themselves so in the yeah. relationship arena i had input from other people what was working what was not working with their relationships um, I had a mentor who talked about relationships and, yep. you know, I just, um, knew what worked and what yep. didn't work. I right. learned from that. I, I attempted yeah. not to recreate the same mistakes. Sure. And when I, my wife jokes about this, we've been together <laughs> 25 years now. My current yep final best, most glorious wife, Diane, um, yes. makes fun of me because she says, well, in 
you know, three weeks. You went on 27 dates. I said, no, it was six months. Said, no, it was three months. <laughs> anyway, the point is, yep. we go on probably 27 dates. And I could tell relatively quickly who wasn't going to work or who might work. Right. And within, I mean, I proposed to Diane within a year of our meeting. And we've been okay. together 24 years after that. Yeah. So you learned through your own experiences, but also observation of others and mentors and people in your life. So relationships are also a team sport, as is business and the success that comes out of that rather than going it solo or trying to do things on your own knowledge or experience. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I, I um <laughs> one of my my mentor, her name was Patricia McDade, had this yep. great expression. Uh, she yep. said, the mind is a dangerous neighborhood to go into alone. Okay. I can I can agree with that. <laughs> That's that you can get trapped in the mind if you allow yourself to be. So, exactly. Uh, and so, with other people, you know, you get out of your own head and you yep. can look at different perspectives, and it makes such a difference. It doesn't matter if it's about money. It doesn't matter if it's about business. It doesn't matter if it's about relationships. It's a team yeah. sport. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, that is a good statement about a lot of areas of life. So that makes sense. Now you had found success then in the real estate venture by um, working in relationship with others and at points borrowing some money to be able to buy assets and you gained new success in that experience. And at some point developed a newfound freedom, I would oh. assume. Oh, oh, big time, yes. Um, yeah, share share a little, little bit about that, and then I want to talk about wealth on any income. Okay. Well, the first few years were very lean. Yeah. Um, you know, a plumbing bill could come in and wipe out our profit. Oh, but yeah. The, but by the fifth year, um, there was enough money rolling in that I could choose to work or choose not to work. Yeah. And I, I chose to continue working. And so on that basis, you know, if I'm going to support other people to handle money powerfully uh, so that they could choose to work or choose not to work, if I don't need the money, then what am I going to do? Well, sure. I'm going to donate it to charity. Yep. And pretty much that's what wealth on any income is all about. It's about the ability to choose to work or choose not to work. It's about to have complete financial choice. If you want to travel, great. If you don't want to, don't. You want to donate yeah. your time to various charities do that you don't want to that's okay but the point is that you have choice and i've got a nine-step roadmap which illustrates the steps i took that anyone yep. could take and yep. arrive at the same place where you have complete financial choice and you can donate to the causes that touch your heart yeah absolutely so an individual could buy the book and also just walk out that roadmap and find success in that way. But if they are needing some support, do you, you offer also some coaching or any type of group program or anything like that? I have coaches who will work with people okay. on my methodology yeah. because I've worked yeah. with them. Yeah. Uh, I only have one client that I work with. Okay. I just you know, choose not to 
trade time for dollars. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the, the roadmap is free. They go to my website and go to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. Yeah. They'll hear how we've been programmed to believe it's better to be poor than to be wealthy. Yeah. And the cure is that nine step roadmap. And they can get that for free along with an explanation of every one of those nine steps. Okay. All right. Would you be able to highlight some of those steps just so that we get a little picture of what we would gain from going to that website and checking out that resource? Absolutely. The first one is to understand how we've been programmed to believe it's poor and what the the root cause is of what I'll call our financial blocks. So the first thing we need to do is understand where we have these emotional blocks around money. As an example, uh, movies like Hollywood movies where the heroes are portrayed as poor and the villains are portrayed as the wealthy. Yeah. And you see that in TV programs and Hollywood movies. You see it in books. You see it in scripture. You see it all over the place. I mean, so the first thing is to wake up to that's been the programming. Yeah. And so that's the first step. Second step is to now create empowering beliefs and how do you do that and what would they be and so you know i've got suggestions along those lines the third is what are the three secrets of the wealthy and we talked about i think we talked about that at the beginning brief highlight yes yeah the biggest one is a for attitudes yeah the second one is f for forms okay their forms we're probably all familiar with but Wealthy people look at them differently. And the third is investments. And most people think they're limited to stocks, bonds, and funds. And that's not the case at all. Yeah. So those three secrets is attitude, which is crucial, like wealth creation is a team sport. Little bits of money do make a difference. You can use debt to create wealth instead of buy big screen TVs. Attitude forms investments. Knowing those three secrets and what's behind them, made all the difference for me yes definitely yep and that's what we highlighted at the beginning is that you had learned those secrets so okay okay well let's let's uh pause there then in regards to those because i don't want you to give away all the information before people go and gather it because i really do think that the more in depth they can go into this information with you the better it would be for them to be served and also highlighting that any of the expense that people do may have if they buy a book or any type of programming, 100% of the profits donated to charity. And with regards to that decision that you made, I think that you already highlighted this, but was that based on the fact that you had already established a source of income for yourself and your family that now you are able to then take these new sources of revenue to be able to then give back? Is that the decision that you made behind that? Um, Yeah, pretty close to it. It was a situation where I started on this journey of teaching other Mm -hmm. people how to do and recreate what I had done. And after a few months, it was kind of frustrating. I said, I don't have to do this. I don't Mm -hmm. want to do this. This is not how I want to spend my time. And then my wife brought this charity to me that rescues dogs and trains them as service animals for soldiers who've come back 
with post-traumatic yeah. stress disorder, traumatic brain injuries, other issues. And every donation, every dollar was saving two lives. The dog okay. that would have been euthanized yep. and a soldier that could have committed suicide. And now I had a purpose to continue working and training other people. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love that. I think that's that establishes a new why. And I think that's talked about with regards to a lot of areas in business when people are starting on the new journey to really have a why, a reason for their extra effort that they're putting in, or if they know that this has the potential to create additional income that they wouldn't otherwise have experienced. If you don't have that why, then you may not make that additional effort, or you might cut a little bit around things. You might not make that sacrifice that you would otherwise. And like you said, trading your time for dollars, you had to make a decision that there is a bigger why. And this charity sounds like a very, very good reason to make that decision. So kudos to your wife. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I said, the best, most wonderful person in my life. Yes. Okay. And now you also have a podcast where you share um, yes. information as well. So talk a little bit about the podcast and what what is the, the primary purpose and topic and the information the that you share on there. The primary, it, it also has the same title as the book, Wealth on okay. Any Income. Same as yep. the website. I, I'm kind of simple that way. Yeah. Um, and the podcast talks about uh, psychological things that are in the way of our handling money, practical tips and tools. And, yeah. uh, it talks about how to grow businesses without being in your business, how to monitor your money, how to make choices around money, uh, how to grow your money. So anything to do with money or business growth is what I cover on the, the podcast. And I've had fabulous guests, great authors, okay. uh, people who've wrote, who've written books that are, um, oh gosh, like the Bibles of their industry, like on yeah. search engine optimization, on the 80-20 rule, uh, on uh, profit first. I mean, yeah. just, you know, great interviews. Absolutely. No, those sound like very, very solid topics. And I think that would be important information for anyone who is in the area of business and entrepreneurship to learn and gain some insight into. And even if you're not an entrepreneur, I think really that life perspectives can be shifted when you learn about this information that you could gain from this podcast, Wealth on Any Income, which you can find wealthonanyincome.com. Now, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, Rennie, what is the best way for them to connect with you? Uh, they can do that through the website as well. Okay. Um, and, and there's a contact link okay. somewhere on the website. And, okay. And by the way, I respond personally to every yeah. email or inquiry. I, I don't do that through some bot or AI program or an assistant. Yeah. I actually, okay. someone criticized me for one of the podcasts. She yeah. Said, I think I missed something. And I wrote back and actually confirmed, yes, you did miss something. Here is yeah. what you missed. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I respond to people. Yeah. Well, that makes a big difference too, because then it's coming directly from the source as opposed to someone secondhand, thirdhand. So that's, that's powerful as well. 
Uh, now, there is one question I'd like to ask all of my guests in regards to if you were to be handed a million dollars today to invest in your business or another venture, what would you do with that money and why? Probably what I would do with it, because that would be in addition to what I already have, yep. I would add it to our investment portfolio okay. and use the income that it generates to donate all of it to charities. More animal yeah. and veteran charities. Okay. All right. I really appreciate that answer. It really aligns well with your current efforts with Wealth on Any Income and the work that you're doing as well. So thank you. Well, okay. Thank you, Zach. Yes, of course. Well, well, I really appreciate the time that you shared with me today. So if anybody does want to reach out to you, wealthonanyincome.com. If you do reach out to him, he will directly be the one that responds to you. So please do and take some time to learn the information that he has to share. Check out the podcast, check out the book, check out the free resource at the same website, wealthonanyincome.com. Keeping it simple. Well, I appreciate your time today. Again, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. And I look forward to hearing more from what you're doing in the, in the years to come. Thank you so much, Zach. Thank you for this opportunity.